Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. Welcome back to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. My first guest serves for 13 years as Vice President of Environmental Policy at the American Trucking Association. He has since served on EPA's Federal Advisory Committee Subcommittee on the Ozone Particulate Matter and Regional Haze and the Clean Diesel Work Group. Please welcome Alan Schaefer, who is actually the Executive Director of Diesel Technology Forum. Alan, welcome to the show. Hi, Peggy. Thanks for having us. So, Alan, you know, when we talk about what's happening in construction right now and things that are happening, there's so much when we are trying to figure out how the construction industry is prospering and things like that. There's a lot that comes into clean diesel, but I'm kind of curious from your perspective, what do you kind of define as clean diesel? Because that's kind of an interesting kind of terminology today that people kind of look at. What would be your definition of that? Well, it's really a very simple one, and it goes back to uh, the 2014 uh, federal regulations, uh, EPA's rules, basically that uh, required all new construction, farm, off-road machines and equipment to achieve basically near-zero emissions for particulate matter and, and nitrogen oxides, and also required the use of lower sulfur diesel fuel. So we think of the clean diesel technology as really the new generation um, of of engine and machine that are available since 2014. That's sort of the the bright line that we can all point to that says that things that are made at that point and since then are the newest state-of-the-art, cleanest diesel technology available. So when you say that, you know, you say this off-road, near zero, you know, we look at this new technology and we're looking at it, whether it be off-road construction or agricultural equipment, are, are we there? Are we truly hitting these 2014 federal regs or, you know, what percentage, I guess, in my mind is actually meeting these, these regulations or do we still have a ways to go yet? Well, you know, it's a, it's a picture that's a, directly a function of the economy. And uh, I think since, you know, 2014, manufacturers have been producing engines that meet whatever the EPA requirements are for, you know, those size engines and horsepower ratings and that kind of thing. Um, getting those out into the workforce, into the marketplace, on the job site, you know, of course, is truly a function of, of the economy. And, you know, as we know that, that there's been a soft spot in the economy for the construction sector for a little while for housing and and uh, in particular and and some of that's delayed some of the acquisition of, of the newer technology cleaner diesel engines but you know that's um, that's a cycle that we're in I think everybody in the industry is familiar with those kind of cycles and um, no doubt we'll be in an upswing um, looking to expand particularly with the, the new uh, the presidential election coming up we've heard a lot of discussion about infrastructure from both candidates so we can imagine that uh, one thing that might might be talked about quite a bit next year is uh, a massive effort to improve the nation's infrastructure. That means roads, bridges, our uh, utility systems, and, uh, of course, at the center of all that is uh, clean diesel power. And, and let's talk about that because there's no question if we don't improve our infrastructure, we're headed for some big problems. So in order to improve our infrastructure, 
we need to look at the right equipment to in order to do that, right? I mean, one goes, if you think about it, if we're trying to hit these federal regulations of off-road equipment, they actually go hand-in-hand, hand, right? I mean, isn't that what we're kind of saying? I think the contractors are, you know, been experiencing this for some time, even outside the regulatory um, requirements. And, you know, a good example of that is, is uh, projects that are put out to bid that include, you know, some kind of green construction component, which basically takes into consideration um, a variety of different things um, about a particular bid for a job. But one of the things would be what level of equipment are you using? And is it the latest, uh, lowest emissions uh, diesel technology? How will you as a contractor work to ensure that the emissions created from this job are minimized? So I think that's been uh, percolating for a while, and both in the public and the private space. And certainly I, I think now that contractors are starting to see um, those kinds of considerations as ones that, you know, can make a difference. And whether or not you know you're gonna you're gonna get that next job if you've got state-of-the-art cleanest equipment um, you know you're gonna stand a, a leg up on the other guy so I guess from from all of that we talk about the importance of being competitive I mean you just described some of the benefits but overall what are in your mind using the latest technologies not just from being a leg up because we always know that that's a benefit but using the latest technologies, in your mind, what's the benefit of using the latest technologies for, you know, let's say equipment owners, others? What do you see? I mean, I, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of using technology because I think technology really extends what you can do faster, quicker, more efficiently, and, and things like that. What's your perception on that kind of looking at technology? Sure. Well, you know, I would say that, a lot of people don't necessarily think of the construction industry and equipment industry as being, you know, as cutting edge as, let's say, the cell phone industry, for example. But, you know, I think oh, there's, that's a, like there's a misnomer, right? That's wrong. That's <laughs> wrong. We right, are cutting a, Come on. I mean, there's a there's a really a really strong argument to be made that this industry is is really quite high tech. And you know, when I think about what what all this means to contractors. You know, on on the on the on the lowest common denominator, it's it's saving money, right? It's being able to do a job using less fuel, uh, in less time, uh, being more productive. And a lot of these uh, newer technologies um, enable contractors to do that. Um, the engine and the emissions part of it are, you know, really just the foundation from which to build on. And and I think only now we're starting to see, you know, the fact that uh, some of the emissions componentry actually. Um, had, you know, not a great impact on fuel consumption, but now we're starting to see some of those fuel-saving advantages returned to contractors that choose to invest in some of the newest equipment. So the two examples I would give you about really high-tech um, uh, technology here, sort of building off the clean diesel system, um, one is um, the efficiency and things that are coming from hybridization. You know, we're starting to see in a number of, of machines that have the right kind of duty cycles, Big wheel loaders, for example, that are moving, you know, digging into a pile, loading material, turning and depositing the material in somewhere else or a, a articulated dump truck or what have you. Those kinds of repetitive duty cycles are ripe for hybridization, and you're seeing that with some of the manufacturers offering some um, hybrid uh, componentry there to capture that wasted energy. 
great example there, and that can only help reduce fuel consumption for contractors that are that are moving lots of material like that. Um, and the second um, example I would give is this, you know, incredibly connected ecosystem now of construction that, you know, the machines uh, themselves are much more efficient than they used to be and, and near zero emissions, as I've described. But the, the better thinking that's going on now is how do you operate those systems together in a connected world that's very efficient and uh, smart about the work that's being done, not just for that one machine, but how it interacts with, let's say, an entire job site or project. So you've got machines talking to each other. You've got uh, real-time information being exchanged. You've got the benefit of uh, things like global positioning satellites that have actually been around in, in this industry for quite a while now. So instead of making you know four or five passes to, to grade an earthen berm, um, maybe you're only making one or two. And that's a fuel savings and a time savings as well. So the industry is, is actually quite progressive here, and I, I can only imagine that this is going to be a highlight of, uh, of the discussions in the coming year. Well, and you look at this and you talk about hybridization and you talk about the connected ecosystem. Do we think that, I know we have these regulations requiring this, and we've talked about a function of the economy kind of, of impacting construction, but isn't it at the same time that, you know, and I'm probably talking about a political thing, but don't we think that if we're talking about reducing emissions, that at some point we should be kind of thinking about helping the construction industry because they're the ones that are actually going to help rebuild our economy. I mean, that's the reality of this. I mean, construction is going to be the one that's going to help rebuild the economy in general because we can't do all this connectedness we're talking about without having the construction side of it. You can't have a connected city. You can't have a con- con- a autonomous cars without having connected roads. So shouldn't we be reinvesting in the construction industry so they can have this equipment to enable all of this to be happening? I mean, shouldn't there be some reinvestment in the construction companies in general to be able to have the right equipment to rebuild all these kinds of things? Absolutely. And, and I think this is, you know, this is one of the biggest challenges that we have. And, and we look at the turnover of machines and equipment. Um, you know, we know that the highway truck sector, for example, the commercial trucking industry, um, since 2010, um, they've been facing the same kind of emissions requirements that off-road industry has been confronting since 2014. So they had a, a bit of a, a head start in it. But we know that today, for example, um, a bit more than 40% of the trucks on the road today across the country are 2007 and newer technology. And that's, that's an important milestone because that's the year that we started to really crank down on particulate emissions. Now, for the off-road sector, it's much more tricky to understand what the, um, the demographics and population of machines and equipment are. But uh, we can only imagine that um, some of the larger machines and equipment maybe are, are an older generation, what we would say are maybe a, you know, a Tier 2 uh, kind of technology, which means that they have you know, a bit uh, higher emissions of both NOx and particulate. Um, so how do you, you know, how do you move people to, to newer technology things? And is it, is it through, you know, investment tax credits and um, advanced uh, looks at depreciation strategies to allow um, construction uh, executives to make some, some investments, timely investments, that gets them on board with newer technology um, in a much more rapid way than they might otherwise get there? And 
we've seen some contracts even include provisions that, you know, if you win this thing, you can build into this um, some pricing for um, using some more advanced technology. So, you know, it, it can work a number of different ways to try and, you know, boost the investments here. And um, Well, I Alan, we're every- out of time. We're out of time. But I hope you'll come back and talk to us about all this because I think you raise – well, we, we have a little bit more time, but I think you raised some interesting points that we should talk a little bit more about when we have more time. And I hope you'll come back and talk to us about how we can actually address all this because I think it's interesting – that you talk about where we're headed with all of this, because I think it's interesting of where we have to come and where we have to go with how the industry is evolving. So I guess the question that I, that I have for you is just at what point do we have this change of, of, of looking where the technology has to go? I think that's our big question is can we make the right investments to help the industry advance at the right time? Is, is, are we there yet? Can we make that quickly? I mean, is, is the investment there? Yeah, I, you know, I think it is, and in, in, uh, in, in just a quick answer, I think there's uh, many of the manufacturers have great uh, options today for, uh, for contractors, and some of these are, are, you know, sort of add-ons to existing equipment, so you can kind of get a feel before jumping, you know, headlong into the pool of new technology. But, you know, for example, GPS-aided... Um, Alan, know, we, uh, we, we got to hang up. I'm sorry we're running yep. out of time, but let's talk okay. again. If there's a lot of time, Brown will be right back. Remember, Connexo Contact Radio is brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. If it's new, it's here. We'll be right back right after this commercial break. Come join over 130,000 construction industry professionals in March 2017. ConExpo ConAg 2017 is North America's largest construction show. Explore over 2.5 million square feet and imagine what's next with over 2,500 exhibitors. Get the details at ConExpoConAg.com slash future and join us as we take this to the next level. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CM founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product or service to promote then contact vinvillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country vinvillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines events products and services to learn more contact us on vinvillage.com vinvillage is where wine lovers connect 